So first off, before I go live, well, I guess I'm already live, but <laughs> before I play the intro, I just want a huge shout out to everybody here. We got to 1K this morning, so super pumped to get over that hurdle, and um, couldn't have done it without all you guys, um, you know, all the, the people I've had on the stream and all the subscribers I got on the channel, so thanks guys. So let's play the intro, going live. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. On today's episode, we're joined by Chase from somewhere in Wisconsin, and we'll be discussing budget hunting. What's up, Chase? Glad to have you on today. It's good to be here. Good to be here. Excited. Yep. Pretty sweet deal. So, first thing, first thing off, guys, um, Chase is in the same boat as I was, and he's trying to get to his 1,000 subscribers, so... Um, when you guys get a chance, head over to his channel, check out your stuff, or check out his stuff, and if you like it, which I'm sure you will, hit that sub button. Another great waterfowl uh, channel we got going on on YouTube. So, you know, do do us both a favor and uh, check out his stuff. Yeah, only like 65 more to go. Yep, almost there. Almost there. We we only got what like seven days left till the cutoff. Yeah, that's all right. If I don't make it. I'll have a I'll have a chance over the summer and stuff to get there. But. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm sure you'll make it for sure. So it's just a matter of time, but it's just a little bit of you know relief whenever you get there. Yeah. Yep. So uh, first thing, so you hunt um, in Wisconsin, right? Obviously yeah. from the channel name. Primarily <laughs> hunt Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I've never actually hunted another state for ducks. Uh, I've only. Um, in fact, I've never done any hunting out of state, to be honest. Nice, nice. So is it the is it the southern part? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I hunt pools like 8, 9, 10 on the Mississippi River. Okay. Um, so anywhere in there. We kind of stuck to one area a lot this year just because we were having success, so it was hard to leave. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've hunted everywhere from just south of La Crosse all the way almost down to the Illinois border. Um, so... Okay, so eight, nine. You said eight, nine, ten. Is that kind of like districts for us out of staters that don't have pools necessarily? Yeah. So the the different parts of the Mississippi River are just broken up into like a numerical number. So different sections of the river are just called um, pools eight, pool nine, pool ten. Um, and as you go north, they get smaller, and as you go south, they get uh, bigger. Not the not the actual you know area of the pool but just the numbers with what they're distinguished as gotcha all right so uh go ahead and uh give us a little bit about your hunting history and just tell us a little bit about yourself all right sounds good well like we said a little while ago i primarily hunt in wisconsin um i didn't really get into waterfall hunting duck hunting until probably four years ago five years ago my dad uh, had done a little bit of waterfalling when he was younger my grandpa did a lot of waterfowling uh, when I was probably a kid and my dad was like in his 40s um, and my dad went out with him when he was a kid as well and we actually hunt a lot of the same areas so that's pretty cool um, but before waterfall I did a ton of bow hunting and I always used to um, I would always 
when I would go duck hunting with my dad at the beginning, I'd always be thinking about deer hunting because I wanted to be in the tree stand. And then here, like the last three years, probably it's been the opposite. Every time I'm in the tree stand, I wish I was duck hunting. And, uh, I only actually bow hunted six or seven times this year, I think. And I did a lot more uh, duck hunting this year as well than I have in the past. So we had a really kind of a fun year, um, in the blind this year. And I, I just, my passion for it continues to grow. Nice. And, uh, it's just a blast. It's fun. Yeah. That's cool. So you said, uh, mostly you hunt, I guess from your videos, what I've seen, you mostly hunt with your dad, right? Yeah. I usually only hunt with my dad and my dad and I do all of our duck hunting together. Um, there's been a few people we've tried to get out there with us. Like one of my buddies, uh, he's a big bow hunter as well. And I've been trying to get him out for a few years now <laughs> and, uh, he'll get out there at some point. I know he's going to love it. So hopefully next year we'll have a third guy mm. in the blind with us once or nice. twice, but it's nice to get out with my dad. That's really why I like it so much is because I could spend a lot of time with my dad, especially during duck season. It's, you know, every other weekend at least. And, uh, yeah. we get out there, hunt together, you know, shoot the, I can't say the, what, you know, I, we, we shoot the crap <laughs> and we, uh, we go from there. So it's a good time. Nice. Um, yeah. So I guess I'm in the same boat as you. I, I know the struggle with deer hunters. Like one of my, uh, um, hunting partners is a deer hunter and <laughs> early season it's so hard to get him to duck hunt unless he knows like we're just gonna smash him and and then he's you know usually in for it but um yeah so i know the struggle there with having friends that are deer hunters and wanting them to waterfowl with you and uh yeah so i guess is all is the hunting in wisconsin i guess on the mississippi river is it just all public then for you guys yeah, pretty or? much pretty much all the river is public um they're is the I think it's like the Northern Mississippi Refuge, or I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically all public um, up and down the Mississippi River. There's a few areas that are off limits um, that are like refuges; you can't go into them. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, it's all public land. Um, we usually will, you know, set up our blinds on the shore, but uh, we hunt a lot of like islands and stuff that are out in the middle of the river, or just in kind of the backwaters of the river. Is how I explain it a lot. But yeah, it's pretty much all public land. So, gotcha. can, you know, it's uh, a lot of guys will go and boat up in there and they'll deer hunt in there too and stuff. Bow hunt, mm, so. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. A, a nice resource you guys have in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's awesome. So no private hunting then just all public. Uh, all my duck hunting is done on public. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. All right. So you guys don't hunt with the dog at all, do you? Or so we don't hunt with the dog. Not yet. So we, we, uh, we've lost a few ducks you know, just because we got to get in the boat, go chase them down. Mm -hmm. in the past couple of years, my dad actually bought a dog in October. He got his dog in October. Nice. And um, he's in the process of training him right now. So hopefully Labrador he will Retriever. be in the blind this fall. You'll see Taylor out there in the blind with us. Taylor. So pretty excited about that. Is it a Labrador? Or? Uh, yeah, it's a black lab. Nice. So, yeah. So he is, well, he's got to be about five and a half, six months now, I think. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, that's big. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's uh can be an exciting time and it can be a little bit of frustrating time when they're early and and especially training yourself. Like for me, it was you know a little bit of both because you know my first dog I trained was Chief uh, a couple years ago and let's just say he's not a finished dog yet and it's yeah. not his fault, it's mine. Yeah, so. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. We actually had Taylor out in one of our videos. Um, it was one of the last duck hunting videos I did this year. We brought him out just at the mm. end. So we hunted till like 11. We actually hunted all day. 
but we went and got him around 10 or 11. He was back at the hotel. It was real cold out. So we stayed at a hotel this time. We usually don't. And uh, my dad went back and got him and then he came out in the blind with us for a while. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. So uh, I guess uh, tell us about your plans for your YouTube channel then. Well, plan number one is to hopefully hit 1K. Yeah. Um, and my ultimate goal of the channel is just to kind of bring anything I do outdoors. So in this off season, just anything, I, any, anytime I get outside and, and just do stuff outdoors related to hunting mostly, or, you know, if I'm scouting, deer scouting, I like to put up videos of that as well. Um, if I'm uh, checking trail cameras, I might put that. I've done a couple how-tos. Um, I'm building a bowstring here. I kind of learned how to do that couple years ago built a few sets of strings and figured i'd make a video on it um so just anything related to the outdoors out related to hunting um i'll try to bring up and, and bring it to you in something that's enjoyable or at least uh you know you'll get some knowledge from it or something nice nice but yeah yeah number one is just to try to get to 1k here and then uh <laughs> i never even thought i would like i thought maybe i'd have like 100 subscribers by the end of the year but it's crazy how it took off during gun season all you all you duck guys out there, you know, you know how to support a channel that is putting out stuff. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, th I think we have a great community of waterfowlers on here on YouTube. And, um, I mean, just getting to know them too. It's just uh, subscribers and creators alike. You know, it's just a, a great community we have growing here um, yeah. on the YouTube platform. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So thanks all you guys out there. <laughs> and, uh yeah, so is it just going to be, uh, I guess, specifically um, just the deer and uh, duck stuff, or you got like fishing videos or anything else beyond that? Or yeah, I don't do a ton of fishing videos. I coach baseball in the summers too. Okay, um, probably so keeps it's you busy. To get out sometimes. Yeah, uh, and do stuff outdoors in the in the summer. So a little bit in spring with some scouting videos, and then um, if I get out fishing, I'll do a fishing video. We might go to Canada this winter. I mean, sorry, this summer, and uh, if that if that happens, I'll probably, you know, bring the cameras along for that as well. Gotcha. Um, and you, you know, sometimes like with those types of videos, if I'm not catching fish, you know, I usually won't post a video on it. Like I was by my grandparents a few weeks ago, we were out doing some ice fishing and just kind of slow. I've had the cameras with me just in case it was fun and we were catching fish, but it was slow. So, you know, it was, it was, uh, if it's not in the duck blind, it's hard to just make a video on something that you don't really have a lot of followers on, you know? Yeah, yeah, I understand that for sure. I'm in the same boat on that. All right, guys, so I guess we're ready to jump into the main topic. But before we do that, we got 16 people in here, guys. Hit that like button if you're enjoying the content we got going on, and uh, <laughs> we'll jump into the main topic. So uh, topic for today is hunting on a budget. So we're going to both throw out five topics, uh, and I'll start first. So first topic or first tip I have is your boat choice. So, I mean, the cheapest thing you can do is go with a friend that's got a boat and um, or find places that you can walk in. Um, but beyond that, you can get a canoe or a kayak. And the cheapest route on that is even going a little bit cheaper and you can go on Craigslist. So I got my canoe um, off Craigslist for about 200 bucks. And I mean, that's I mean cheaper than going to... Uh, Dick's Sporting Good or uh, wherever, whatever kind of sporting good store you have, Denim's or, or Dunham's, not Denim's, <laughs> uh, or just whatever you got around you, you know. So boat selection, if you're going to be in the water or duck hunting, you're going to need a boat, some way to get around in the water. 
And so, yeah, Craigslist canoe or kayak is the way to go. Yeah, my dad and I actually, we kind of upgraded our boat. As an upgrade, we spent some money on it. The original boat we had was, I think we paid like 150 bucks for the boat. My dad had a little two and a half horse motor uh, we had on there. And, uh, you know, we, we did it cheap, but we could get anywhere we needed to go. Um, and we weren't traveling like right on the Mississippi in that boat or anything. It was just little parts of the backwaters and small lakes and little channels and rivers and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I would agree. And then the boat we upgraded to, we just, we split the cost too. So I paid for half of the boat. He paid for the other half and uh, we, we both saved some money and we had a little bit more enjoyable year with a little better boat this year. Well, nice. basically just more, you know, we could throw more gear in there. Fills up fast. <laughs> yeah. I know I have trouble with my canoe sometimes. Like when do we get, um, like we went out just, Last week we got skunks. So there's no video. Late goose season, unfortunately, no video. But <laughs> uh, me and my buddy and my dog, the dog blind. We had uh, six geese decoys, uh, shells, our guns, gun stand, camera gear, and then uh, yeah. By then, like we're really <laughs> we're, we're we're pushing the limits of the weight capacity on that canoe. So and then like coming back upstream in the river in that, and like, I'm the only one paddling. And, uh, <laughs> it, it wears you out fast, but if you're cold, by the time you get back, you're warm. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to really be careful in those rivers and stuff too. It's easy to dump a canoe yep. with all that gear in there. Like I did it a few years ago. Me and my buddy, went out. we were going to go down this river and go bow hunting. It's three 30 in the morning, like 25 degrees out. And we get, we, we seriously just sat down in the canoe and we tipped it over. He ruined his phone and all kinds of stuff. So. Oh wow, yeah, I've done, <laughs> I've done that uh, with my dog. Tipped us, tipped us over, and lost my iPhone. Ugh, but, that's terrible. That's not the way to be a budget hunter. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I had insurance, but still, cheaper to go. just not have to use the insurance. All right, well, you I gotta. Guess my, my first one is um, never buy decoys for full price. Um, I think every set of decoys that I've purchased, uh, I've purchased either on sale on a heavy discount, um, or someone was giving them away on Facebook or uh, Craigslist. You can find decoys all the time on Craigslist. Or if you like go into Facebook and you follow, um, like a duck hunting, um, what's it called? Like a duck hunting forum kind of a thing on yeah. Facebook. Sell like and trade. Page. Yeah. Group there. There's always decoys for sale in there. And I mean, we've decoyed ducks with our 30 year old foam floaters and, and, uh, also the new ones that we bought this year. Like this year I bought, I think we actually bought four dozen decoys this year to replace all of our old ones, but Gander mountain was going out of, out of business. And one day I, I walked into Gander and I grabbed a box of decoys. I walked up to the counter. I think normally they were like 75 bucks for a half dozen. I think it was. And I, <laughs> The lady's like 25 bucks. I'm like, hold on, I'll be right back. I went and bought, you know, <laughs> three more boxes of them so to add to the decoy spread. There, there you so go. Yeah. Don't buy decoys at full price if you can. There's always sales. Yep. I agree on that. You actually took one of mine and I knew this was going to happen at some point, but I should have, I should have wrote some extra. Um, going to have to do that in the future. But um, yeah. So one of my tips as well is the decoys and Craigslist and uh, another place on Facebook 
the new thing they got on there, Facebook Marketplace. I, I guess it's not super new. It's like a year old now. But I actually bought decoys on there this last year. And this guy was quitting waterfowling. I don't know why anybody would ever do that, but he was. And so I got to snag uh, like 17 Mallard decoys for like 12 bucks. So it probably wasn't 12. That's a odd number. It was probably 15 or 10 or something like that. It was super cheap. And uh, yeah, so everybody knows that. You guys got to get on there and get the cheap decoys to stay on a budget so um yeah so i guess i'll go ahead and do my next tip as well um where are we at okay so uh the next tip for being a budget hunter is uh your ammo selection so there's definitely some nice ammos that are really expensive and there's definitely some cheaper ammos that'll get the job that will get the job done and one of the or the ammo that i've been using right here Winchester Super X is right off the Walmart shelf for about $12 a box. And uh, honestly, they get the job done just as well as anything. And I mean, you got to make sure they pattern well to your shotgun because you're shooting something that doesn't pattern well. Uh, you know, then it's not going to matter what you buy. So, you know, another cheap one that you can get is the Federals. They're super cheap. And I got another buddy that hunts and uh, he uses those and he does well with them. So, um, just check out some cheap ammos. Make sure you pattern them before you go buy a whole case. And, uh, I mean, I know the expensive stuff has some benefits as well, like the heavy shots and stuff like that. But if you're going on a budget for your money's worth, right here it is. You actually stole one of mine as well. We should talk <laughs> about these beforehand here. But I, I did write an extra one down. Nice. So, Came um, prepared. Yeah, a little bit, kind of. Um, my, my main point there was you don't need to spend 20 to 30 bucks on a box of decoy or on a, on a box of shells. And, uh, you could spend half that and kill just as many ducks. Um, and usually if you're not killing ducks, it's cause you know, you're making bad shots or, you know, whatever. I, there's lots of reasons that I've missed ducks, but we don't need to get in that. That's probably an episode in itself. <laughs> um, and then I also mentioned that, you know, when you find a good deal on shells, so Gander mountain, same thing this summer. I think I was buying like the federal blue boxes. I think they were like eight fifty or nine bucks a box. So, oh, wow. um, you know, go, if you see a deal, just buy them up, put them on your shelf in the basement or in the garage or wherever you store them. And, and then you got shelves for the year. That's another thing that go, I do. Yeah. Speaking of a budget. Yeah. I, I don't wait till duck season to buy my shells. I buy them, um, you know, throughout the summer and stuff too. So 20 bucks here is a lot easier than when you're going up hunting and already spending money, um, than a hundred bucks to buy a few boxes of shells for, you know, three or four days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Rogers had a really good sale on, uh, some ammo earlier this at the end of the season as well. So yeah, just keep an eye on those sales. And if you guys got any suggestions, be sure to hit those or drop those down in the comments or the chat right now. Yep. Yep. There's freelance saying, uh, Rogers sells federal, hundred dollars a case during the summer so yeah yeah and i've never a case too that's a good way to save money is buy a case split it with a friend you someone you hunt with you know they're going to use them and that's another yep. good way to, to get them all roger sells the rio i've never shot rios too so maybe rios is another good option um if you guys know if how well those perform just you know let us know but if not i'll have to buy a, a box and pattern them i guess all right, so next tip I got is your shotgun selection. So um, this kind of 
reaches back to the boat thing where I'm saying, go with a buddy. Well, you can't really, you know, use a buddy shotgun really, but like, you know, maybe if your dad's a hunter or your uncle or somebody in the family will take you out and let you use their shotgun. That's the cheapest route. Um, probably not the most successful route. It's probably not going to happen a lot. Um, but beyond that, you can uh, go for a pump shotgun and the Remington 870, kind of the tried and true uh, cheap pump action that gets the job done. Yeah, I agree. My first year, I used an old shotgun. Um, it was a pump. It, it was just, it, I think it was my stepdad's old gun, maybe. And we got out there and it didn't eject. It didn't eject a shell. I'd never shot it before. So it would shoot oh, wow. one around and then it would jam up. But huh. luckily my dad had another <laughs> gun. I used his. Nice. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's always really, good. Yeah. It's going on a budget for sure there. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky that, uh, actually my grandpa gave me my first shotgun actually get, yeah. He gave me my first shotgun when I was like 10 I got like a single shot 20 gauge and that wasn't even for duck hunting. That was for upland. But then, um, he gave me one of his upland shotguns for duck hunting and that helped me get started out. So, you know, I got lucky because <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not cheap to start. That's why all these budget tips are helpful, you know, cause it's so expensive yeah. getting all the gear you need to duck hunt, especially if you don't have other people who can help support you, like your friends having gear already or something like that. Yeah. And you know, once you realize you like it, you'll probably want to upgrade and that's yeah. fine. You'll probably save some money and, and upgrade, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And you don't have to get all this stuff at once either, you know? So if you get the budget shotgun right now and then all your other gear and eventually you can get the semi-automatic if it's, you know, most likely once you do it, it's going to be your lifelong passion, but <laughs> right. So my third tip is, so we do a lot of camping. So it's a three and a half hour drive from where we hunt to um, from where we live to where we hunt. So oftentimes in my videos, you hear me mention that we left at like one thirty in the morning or one o'clock in the morning. Um, and that's really just to save money on a campground. You know, we save an extra 55, 75 bucks. It just depends on how much it is. So we will oftentimes leave at like one, one thirty in the morning, get to the boat launch at five. Uh, we don't really have too many problems with other people later in the year. Um, early season we do, so we'll spend an extra night there so we can get out there real early. But, um, you know, camp instead of stay at a hotel, that's another way we save some money. We do a lot of camping. We have just a little pop-up camper we bought a few years ago. And uh, so we'll camp and then we'll go we'll go hunt in the mornings and stuff out of the camper. So that's a, another good way to save some cash. Nice. Do you do All much right. traveling yourself or do you hunt mostly? No. Well? Yeah, so yeah, I haven't actually traveled at all, but I've I've been thinking about doing it. But um yeah, I haven't gone anywhere that I've needed to leave early for. Like uh, I mean earlier than, you know, like four in the morning or something. Yeah. Um just local spots trying to beat people is the earliest I get up. So um that's definitely definitely would be cool. I think maybe um, one for traveling out of state would do that. And then two, I mean, actually, well, one, if it, <laughs> if it's financially feasible because out of state, like I've been looking at licenses and stuff, it's just really expensive to travel out of state. And, uh, I mean, it's just the license that is the expensive part really. Yeah. Um, I think Wisconsin has a pretty cool deal. So if you ever want to come to Wisconsin and hunt, first oh, yeah? you have someone to hunt with. Secondly, <laughs> I think the first time you buy a Wisconsin tag, it's half price. Mm. Um, so even if you're out of state, like 
I think a small game out of state is like 80 bucks. So yeah, I think you pay 40 for that. And then um, I'm almost positive that's the case. It, Cause I actually lived in um, Illinois for a few years. And when I moved, when I lived there, I would still buy my, my in-state, my Wisconsin non-resident tags. But the first time I bought my duck tag, they only charged me half price. Oh, wow. That's cool. So that's kind of neat. What all do you need in Wisconsin then? You need, I mean, obviously you need your federal stamp. Uh, you need, you need a, that in a every small state. game. You need your federal stamp and you need a state stamp. Okay. That's what costs money. So yep. I think it's like $56 for me, hmm. you know, like with all my stamps. Gotcha. And, and really the federal stamp is half of that cost. You'd already have that. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, I know Indiana is one of the cheaper ones as well, but like, um, just there's a lot of states where it's like over a hundred bucks. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you my know? dad and I looked into Iowa, and Iowa's expensive for deer hunting too, and it was surprisingly expensive for waterfall as an out of stater as a non-resident. Yeah, um, that surprised me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think they need a. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know everything they got to put their money into, but it seems like uh, it should be cheaper. That's all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it goes to a good cause ultimately. Yeah, um, it does. And all yeah. that money goes right back into. But I mean, better. you think there'd be more people who would do it. Cause like, if I ever want to even ask like in-state buddies to hunt for the first time, it's like such a barrier to entry that like no one, you like tell them how much it's going to cost or like, uh, you know, especially if they're not hunters at all, they're like, nah, I'll pass. Right. So it's just, yeah. And, and two, I think like, I mean, this is kind of going off topic, off topic. So I'll touch it real quick, but, um, I don't know what they got in other States, but like they don't, they need to have some kind of mentor program. Cause I know they have that for like, I think deer and Turkey where like you can take somebody for like the first few years hunting with you. They don't have to have like the hunter safety course and all that stuff. Cause like if I asked, like I asked one of my friends that lives down the road from me, I'm like, Hey, you want to come hunting? I'm like, well, first you got to pass this uh, five hour test on hunter safety. You got to pay for that. Then you get to go get your federal stamp. You got to get your, your hunting license and then your state stamp. And it, I'm like, and we'll just do it like a couple times, you know? And by yeah, then, and then he's it like, turns out they don't like it or something, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe they will like it, but they're not going to try it because it takes oh, five hours yeah. of investment and a hundred bucks just to get into it. So like the barrier right. to entry is way too high. Um, and it's, and it's confusing too, for someone who doesn't hunt and doesn't look at a um, you know, the book, like, what do I need to buy to go duck hunting? You know, you yeah. need three different things. And then, um, yeah, you just, it, it can be confusing too. Yeah. And see, I got one of my friends into it, um, Taylor and, and, uh, you know, I helped him take the test, you know, we, we studied through all the course and, and we took the test and, and, you know, it was like a whole weekend process. We bought it all Like We did it like a Friday, the Friday before, and it took the whole, like, it took for it took hours, you know, just to get like through all that because you got to take yeah. the test. The test is extremely long, and you then buy all that stuff, and then yeah. So I don't know. I just think there needs to be a better system. I don't have a solution. I just know there's a problem. So right. All right. I can't remember where we're at. Um, I think it's I think it's your tip. All right. I did. I think we started with. Um, I started with the camping, so I think that was mine. Do you want me to lead off with number four? Sure. Go for it. All right. So my big thing was when you can split the cost with your hunting partners, the people you hunt with me, I, I only hunt with my dad. So we, we split a lot of costs. We split um, our campgrounds. We split the cost of the camper. We split the cost of the boat. 
Um, you know, we, our decoys, we both buy so we can kind of double up on the number of decoys we have, or, you know, I'll buy the decoys and he'll pay for the first two uh, times we go hunting and camping and stuff. So just split the cost of your hunting buddies on things you can and, th and guys you hunt with a lot. Uh, because that really makes a big difference uh, in the long run is just being able to have and build a little bit bigger spread. Um, so just split the cost wherever you can. There you go. Yep. I'm lucky with mine because uh, uh, Tim and Hunter that I hunt with were already big waterfowlers when I started and they have like, you know, um, they got like a goose set and all that kind of stuff. And like the full body goose floaters and the filled ones are just expensive, you know. Um, yeah. as long with, yeah, I mean, they just got, yeah, a lot of the equipment that I can use, like you're saying, being able to split it with someone. I still got, you know, some of my own stuff, like, um, Mallard decoys and some spinners and, but yeah, it's always nice to have buddies to kind of share the load with. Right. All right. And so I guess I'm on tip five because, uh, I touched on one of ours that we split one of our tips that we both had. Yeah. Um, so tip five is when you're on a budget, um, don't go crazy on some of the calls because there's some crazy expensive calls and I mean they probably sound amazing and and uh, but you can get the job done with just the cheap duck commander calls and that's what I started out with the first one I bought was an Uncle Sai I know a mercenary asked me what the name was last week I couldn't remember but it's an Uncle Sai's and it's on sale right now online for $15 so super cheap for a duck call and I was calling ducks in with it um, so it doesn't have to be crazy expensive and uh I mean, you might have to clean it more often because it'll lock up or whatever. I did have a little trouble with that. But being on a budget, $15, you know, not too bad. And then the duck call I use right now is the Classic Commander, and it's $35 online right now. So you can get the crazy duck calls, and they do sound great, or you can get some budget ones when you don't really have the money to go for those high-end duck calls. Yeah, both of mine are inexpensive calls. I think I have, like, Double Nasty by Buck Gardner maybe. I think that's who makes it. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong down below. And then I also have like a cheap zinc single read. I wanted to try a single read out. Uh, that one's actually a little louder. And the double nasty is a little more raspy and not quite as loud. But so I guess yeah, that's you don't a need anything too expensive to get started. Yeah. Yeah, guys, just go ahead and drop down your favorite calls in the comments. <laughs> I see a lot of guys already saying that. So. Yeah, I think I bought the zinc I gander this winter, this summer too. I mean, they had some great deals. It was kind of addicting to go in there. I would go in there every other day. I have one <laughs> like two minutes from my house. So oh, wow. it was a, a common trip for my son and I to stop over at Gander Mountain on the way home <laughs> and, uh, you know, walk to the store and see what was on sale now. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see like getting a lot of calls and stuff because I, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a big part of duck hunting, obviously, the calls. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> nothing against that for sure. If you're a call oh, collector, no. anything like that. I'm so. sure I'll want to buy something more expensive someday. Um, but right now what I have works, so I'll just keep using it. Yep. All right. Well, I guess that covers it for, I have one oh. more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I did that, that last one too. Okay. Go so for it. My, my last tip. That was just my extra tip in case we had a repeat was, um, I, I wrote, just get a second job. So, you know, I work, I work full time and I coach baseball in the summer. So a lot of my like baseball money from coaching, um, nice. I can put that towards my, my duck hunting or my outdoor stuff, my hunting stuff. And you're um, a YouTuber, man. That's like three jobs. 
I guess. I mean, I also do other jobs too. So I mean, but I like always kind of correlate my baseball money with my hunting money. Yeah. Um, just extra money that I can spend on hunting stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, the YouTube stuff, I do it just for fun now, but you know. yeah. Yeah. I was just saying like time-wise. Yeah. Definitely. Time doesn't, wise, totally. That's like, doesn't pay a like a job. job. It just takes time away from you like a job would. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's a, it's a good hobby too. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I really do enjoy it. All right. So let's go ahead and we'll go to the lightning round. Uh So anyways, I'm going to look at what's up, Michael, Buck Gardner, double double nasty. Yeah. seems like a lot of people, that's their first call. I've heard, yeah. I think, uh, wasn't that Mercenary was saying that a couple weeks ago? He's saying that was his, his favorite cheap one. It must just be in every store, and it's not the least expensive <laughs> one, but it's also not expensive. Huh. Maybe, yeah. I'm at that's why I out. bought it. I mean, I don't yeah. like. I don't want to buy the least expensive one, so I'll buy the one that's like three dollars more. I don't. It doesn't yeah. even make sense, but that's what I would do. <laughs> All right, so let's go with the lightning round. Right. So, do you remember what the lightning round is? I quick questions, so. quick answers. Yeah. Let's go with it. All right, gun. Uh, Beretta A three hundred Outlander. All right, Dream Gun. Uh, probably like a Benelli. Uh, I don't know though. Dream would be a Benelli, I think. Mm. Well, okay. Uh, uh, let's go with ammo. Uh, Federal Blue Box. Shot size. Uh, three shot, if I can find it. Three inch or three and a half. Uh, three inch. Duck or goose. I've never goose hunted. But duck. <laughs> Have you ever shot a goose? I've never shot a goose. Oh wow! No, never. Huh. I've never goose hunted. I mean, there's they're all over. Um, well, let's fin- we can finish the round here and then we'll talk. Okay. About uh, face paint or no face paint? Uh, depends on the sun. If the sun's in my face, I'll try to put face paint on. Beard or no beard? Uh, when I'm lazy, beard. Otherwise, no beard. <laughs> Rivers or fields? Rivers. Rivers or bodies of water, such as ponds or lakes? Um, we hunt a lot of ponds and lakes that are in the backwaters. So if I had to pick, moving current late in the year when there's ice. So rivers. Okay. Streams. Gotcha. Mojo or Lucky Duck? I have one mojo, and I hardly ever use it. <laughs> morning or evening? Uh, morning, for sure. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Agree with you on that. I have Almost terrible everything. luck. We we don't have very good luck in the afternoons where we hunt. Yeah, me know, either. Just because it's the water, or I don't know. We just we don't huh. have very good luck in the afternoons. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm the same way. Same same over here anyway. So uh, only thing I think I'd well, there's only thing I have a problem with is uh, I'm pretty sure Browning should be the dream gun, but <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> the A5. Yeah, That's, I love the was, A5. Uh, yeah. My dad has a two and three quarter inch uh, old. It was my grandpa's gun. Full choke. Nice. It was like for lad, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't I, use that In fact, anymore. I shot my first duck with that gun. Oh, I wow. never did shoot a duck with that pump. I shot it with that with that old Browning A5. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have it or your dad has it? Uh, my dad has it. Yeah, okay, it's my grandpa's cool. gun. So. Does it have any like cool engraving on it? or? Um, I know it's cut down. Like the uh, the stock is cut down. And 
so so that like it's shorter. He didn't like a real long gun, so he could get over his clothes and stuff. Excuse me. Um, but I don't rem- I don't think there's any real cool engravings on it. I mean, there's a lot of wear and tear on it. It's a cool yeah. looking gun. It's got a lot of character. You know, it's got a lot of good stories to tell. If it could tell stories, but <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. All right, so. Um, time for the Q&A. So if you guys got questions for me or for somewhere in Wisconsin or Chase, go ahead and drop those in the comments or the, the chat box and we'll get after them. So a little bit of delay usually. but That's all right. That goose hunting, there's so many geese around me. I just have not went and asked permission to hunt any of it. So. All right. So freelance has the first question. Um, he wants to know age and vocation for both of you. So I'll let you, you go, go first. Start. You go first. <laughs> All right. So I am uh, 28. Is that right? Is that bad if I have to? I think I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Um, <laughs> I'm getting old, I guess, if I'm forgetting my... Uh, age already and uh, my occupation is uh, I design knee surgeries at an orth- orthopedic company oh I might be hitting you up then <laughs> you got, <laughs> I've, I've, you got I've knee problems repaired and meniscus oh, and yeah. uh, a micro fracture done on one knee so yeah oh wow that's no fun yeah. I um, do a f- full oh, knee so oh, I don't okay. do like the ligaments and stuff that's a little different okay. like if uh the way I do it, you trim up all the bone and put on implants. I gotcha. Cool. That's pretty cool. I, I'm 35, and my dad is 60. He's in a lot of my videos, so that's why I mention him. I think he's 64. I don't know. He's probably going to text me a little bit and tell me I was way off. <laughs> I think he's 64, and I'm a teacher. Uh, as well. I think freelance is also a teacher. So um, that's what I do for fun. I can't get a lot of time off uh, during duck season. So I got to take advantage when I do get off. Oh yeah. So what, uh, <laughs> what exactly do you, or what, what, uh, so I teach fourth grade. Yeah. Okay. I teach fourth grade. Yeah. So I was I trying to say greater subject. Reading, I didn't know what to say. Science. Gotcha. They go somewhere else for PE. They go somewhere else for music, art and all that good stuff. Cool. Nice. That's how I learned to edit videos is because I used them in my classroom and stuff and the kids <laughs> would be making them. So like my students taught me how to edit videos on an iPad. Oh, wow. And That's funny. It kind of took off from there. So it's pretty cool. Nice. All right. So then we got ground blind or pit blind from uh, once blind outdoors. And uh, yeah, he, uh, let's see. I've never hunted a pit blind, I guess. So I guess no, ground blind either. for me. Yeah, I've always hunted out of a ground blind. We usually build them in the morning and brush them in the best we can, hide ourselves, and hunt out of those. <laughs> nice, yeah. And then Michael asked, puddle duck or diver duck? And there's definitely some cool-looking diver ducks, but, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the mallard and pintail, wood duck, all the, I guess, puddle ducks for sure then. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. Uh, we shoot a lot of puddle ducks. Once in a while, we'll get a diver. Uh, to come into these little backwater holes, but it's not that often. But once in a while, we, we will. I was invited on a diver hunt this year. Um, I didn't actually, my dad and I didn't actually end up going. We, we should have, uh, but a few things came up. We couldn't make it out, but it was, uh, I think we'll try and do that next year. Out nice. on Green Bay, yeah. 
Uh, thanks, Durant. <laughs> uh, Luke uh, just jumped in. So sorry if you already answered this, but brand size and shot. Um, do you guys use so uh, I use uh, Winchester Super X three inch number fours for ducks and uh, the same brand but three and a half and double B's for geese yep and I shoot um, federal blue box three inch three shot if I can find it early in the year I'll use four shot um, for like the wood ducks and the teal and stuff but usually I try to uh, shoot the the three shot. Nice. What's one of the greatest helps to you duck hunting this year, gear wise, strategy wise? Okay, uh, um, I'll let you go first on that one. Uh, trying to think about it, I think the biggest thing for us this year, we were more successful when we were able to kind of puddle around in the boat and find where the ducks were. Um, mm-hmm. That led to some of our better hunts this year. So really, just after like our first hunt on the weekend or on a Friday is usually blind. Um, we just kind of wing it and then we'll go and scout that afternoon and find where the ducks are. And then the next morning we'll usually have a decent hunt if we find ducks. Um, so do you have a, that's, that's kind of the key for me. Do you have a good way to find them? Like usually the best way for me to scout them is when you're hunting, like first thing in the morning, first light. So you have a good way to find them in the afternoon or what's your strategy on that? Because we hunt the the backwaters and stuff, we kind of know the places to puddle around and check. I'll usually mm-hmm. just check with binoculars, you know, we can get out of the boat and walk to some of these holes um, or we'll see them, you know, down the little channel or something, but usually we'll find them kind of piled up somewhere by piled up. I mean, we don't see huge, huge numbers where we hunt, but you know, we might see 30 to 40 ducks piled in a spot. So we'll go sit there the next day. There was one hunt this year where we saw thousands of them just, I mean, they were loaded in there and we had a good hunt the next day. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so we usually just kind of put around in the boat. If we, if we jump some, I'll, a lot of times they'll come back the next day. We'll go sit in there again. So. Sweet deal. All right. Uh, looks like freelance is, freelance is pretty pumped about um, you being an elementary teacher as well. <laughs> Yeah, I think we had talked about it once before freelance, but I, I had a different username on my YouTube channel at the time. I was Chase Muckluck, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we had had a few discussions about it, but yeah, I always like seeing another teacher too in the duck blind. It's fun. Yeah. And then uh, I guess, yeah, I didn't answer what my strategy wise was and in gear wise. Uh, you know, honestly, early season, the mojos helped out a lot from going from no motion the prior season. So, I mean, I think any kind of motion would work, not necessarily just have to go with a mojo, like a, a jerk rig or a lucky duck, but especially like early season with wood ducks and teal. Um, and then uh, I, I think that was the biggest time I saw the, the success with it using uh, the motion. Um, just, you know, I had teal and wood ducks landing like almost right on the mojo and then early season with the mallards as well. It kind of tapers off as the late season goes and then you just kind of find where the open water is. Um, and where the ducks are, but, uh, yeah, I think that yeah. was a big help this year. I agree. I kind of, a lot of times I'll like the ducks will see the flash of the mojo, especially like those late season mallards. And I feel like as soon as they turn towards me, we just try to turn the mojo off. Um, and then, you know, just use, we use a jerk rig too. Um, we should probably use it more often. We usually put it out almost every hunt, but the jerk rigs helpful. I think once you get their attention, um, yeah. Because after they fly over you once or twice, I feel like 
they aren't going to commit, especially if that flasher is sitting in the mm. same spot. Yeah, I think one of my big problems with the jerk strig or the wow, the jerk strig, the jerk rig is uh, <laughs> that um, half almost half my hunts probably are like solo hunts, and so like I got to work my dog, I got to call, I'm messing with cameras, and I don't have an extra hand to be you know pulling on the yeah. the string as well. So you gotta tie it to your boot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just be dancing around. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then you got to stay still in the blind too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why the mojo is a big help for me, um, cool. especially on the early seasons when I can't get my buddy to go because he's too busy uh, deer hunting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, let's see what else we got in here. Uh, Once Blind Outdoors said, are you both hunting public land? Um, yeah, I've never hunted private land. Uh, I've only hunted public land. Um, I do both. Uh, mostly public, but... Um, some of my friends have permission on farms and I'm not opposed to going with them to, you know, smack down some limits. So I'll take whatever, wherever the ducks are at and wherever I can get permission, whether it's public or private. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see too many more questions popping up there. No. All right. Well, last call on the questions then. If not, thanks for everybody. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks again, Chase, for joining me. And uh, if you guys, like I said previously, make sure to head over to his channel and check out his stuff. And uh, you know, give him a subscribe if you're um, liking his stuff, which I'm sure you guys will. Great duck hunting channel, as well as uh, some other outdoor content as well. Anyways, guys, that's all for us tonight, and we'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Duck Gun Podcast. Thanks for joining us, guys. And make sure to hit that subscribe button over here on iTunes. And uh, we post here weekly, so you don't want to miss out. And if you want to join us live to get in on, get in on some of the Q&A, then you can find us at Duck Gun Chronicles on YouTube. It'll be down in the show notes. And that's all, folks. Thanks, guys. We'll see you.